Hello, Ten Strike Community Church family. Um, I'm gonna have Joyce come over here right away. She's actually been painting since we've been isolated in our home. She got a bunch of paint, and so here she is. This is her. Can you see what I'm doing? I'm taking a coffee break. Wearing my old paint shirt. They can't see you. They can't. That's that. okay. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. That's kind of hard. Okay. Blessings to you. I want to share with you um, a scripture card. And the junior hires from our church know what this is about. Because we've had this um, with them when we were still in class. This is one of my scripture cards from my bathroom from this morning psalm 90 verse 12 teach me holy spirit to live well today teach us holy spirit to live wisely and well today we just declare this right now. We will not squander our time, our money, our resources, and our opportunities. We will not waste, throw away, or miss the opportunity of this day and these unusual days that are ahead. Help us, Lord, to see the hidden opportunities within every obstacle. Bless these days that lie ahead of us. Empower us to abound in every good work. And then I have 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. God is able to make all grace abound toward us so that we always having all sufficiency in all things will have an abundance for every good work. So we thank you right now for your fresh love, Lord, for each one of us. And we thank you, Lord, that you enable us to love others with our prayers, our kindness, within our families, uh, Father, in Jesus' name, just thank you for your special presence in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love you. Blessings. I'm going to get back to my painting. She can pray while she paints. That's right. right. And uh, so the announcements, I'm not going to give announcements now. You can, when this video is done it'll go right I think to the announcement video I did earlier today what I am going to do is get in the word with you this morning uh, or whenever you're watching this um, the message title that we have is what do we do in a crisis and when we're dealing with adversity like coronavirus like we're experiencing right now in our lives what should we do and what should we say? Uh, it was just a year ago, as I mentioned last Sunday, that uh, we had the roof collapse on our church house in Tin Strike. And I still remember when I stepped through the door into the foyer a year ago on Wednesday morning, it was March 13, 
I was shocked, or you could say blindsided, by what I saw. Along with others who were at church, I examined the foyer and then the sanctuary, and wow. I could tell that a cloud of doom and gloom and hopelessness was trying to settle over me and us that were there. Seeking the Lord that day, we, that were there were about five or six of us there, I think, we determined that the Lord will help us through this and things will be better than ever, is what we declared together, out loud, together. And we spoke this forth together, when the enemy comes in like a comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Um, and here's a special notice that I, I just happened to come across that I sent out that day. And by the way, we were having trouble with Facebook getting it online. There was some problem that was going on, but eventually it did go out. And uh, here it is. Um, that the Lord lifting up a standard is exactly what we saw over time. You know what? That didn't come through. <laughs> I guess when we printed this out, the special notice didn't come through. But anyway, what it was, it was a notice that um, described what had happened. I told the church family, you, and we welcome others, by the way, too, that are watching with us today. But uh, we had a roof collapse and the prayers were praying. Our deacons were, we said they were deking and uh, they were doing their job. They had already contacted the insurance company and we already, the Lord had it lined up. There was a construction crew that was able to go up there and get up, get uh, things secured so that, because there was another storm on the way, a wind storm with rain and then it was supposed to turn to snow. And so that's where we were. But we were making the declaration when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And that is exactly what we saw over time. That's exactly what we saw. Uh, I'm not saying that it was easy because it wasn't easy. But we saw the hand of the Lord touching our church family, not only in restoring our physical church house, but also in bringing us to new levels of being a church family together. Very good things happened, both in the natural and the spiritual realms for us as a congregation. So the question is, how do I react, or even better, act in times of crisis, hardship or loss, in days of adversity? Uh, whether it's a collapsed roof, coronavirus, or something else, how I act is my choice, it's my decision, it's not your choice, but mine. You cannot choose for me. How I act is my choice, how you act is yours. But what we need to do, we need to choose to act according to God's word. I want to determine my choices by lining up with 
God's word. That's what I want to do. The entrance of God's word brings light. This light is truth. This truth will set me free and make me free. If I would go by how I feel or how by my emotions are, uh, letting them dictate what I do in a crisis, I would probably act out of fear rather than faith and trust. I would be strongly tempted to doubt God's love for me. I might question his ability to bring me through this crisis. Therefore, I determine that I will not live by my feelings. I will not allow the devil to dominate my meditation with his negative imaginings and his worst case scenarios. That is negative, bad, evil meditation. Instead, I'm going to practice positive, good, godly meditation by allowing the Bible, God's word, to dominate what I am mulling over in my mind. And what I am muttering or speaking to myself. The Hebrew word for meditation has included in it the word mutter, to mutter something. And that's, we have these kind of videos in our minds that go over and over about situations and so forth. But where is our meditation? I want it to be on the word. When I do this, I will not be wondering if God really wants to deliver me from the current circumstances. I will not entertain doubts of his willingness to help me and bring me his salvation. This is true of whatever adversity I may be facing in my life, including COVID-19, the coronavirus. It's physical and economic effects. At times like this, at times of a crisis, courage and backbone are needed to face this pandemic right now. Looking to God and his word of life will give us backbone in a time of crisis, in this time. I am saying that God through his word will give us courage to face what is before us. Today the world needs people of courage and backbone who will lead the way. Those people are people of God who are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We talk about the body of Christ. That's what we're talking about. The body of Christ in the earth today. The United States of America needs those who will stand up strong in the Lord. People with firm resolve. Minnesota needs people who will not shrink back in fear, but who will step up and lead the way to overcoming by exhibiting hope through their words, through their actions, through their prayers. I know those who are in strong intercessory prayer, prayer right now at this time. There are, there are spiritual roots to this pandemic. Spiritual roots. This disease that seeks to steal, to kill, and destroy, we know where that comes from. 
So we need to pray. That's a big part of it. Our president has asked for our prayers. And so we want to do that. But there's also another side to this where I know people who are sewing protective masks right now. Yeah, some of you may be doing that. You know, we can pray while we're sewing. As I wrote that note down, the Lord just put that kind of in there. He says, you can pray and sew at the same time. Pray for our president and vice president. We can pray for the coronavirus task force, governors and other leaders in government and medicine. I know of doctors who are putting themselves at risk right now. Uh, we will stand together. We'll pray together. We'll hope together until we see the victory over this evil disease. Yes, all disease is evil. And yes, we will hope. Hope being a strong expectation of good. That's what we're going to do. We're going to be in hope. And there's an inner strength that comes when we have hope. And our hope comes from the Lord. The Word of God says that they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. We see that in Isaiah. I'm going to read that. Listen carefully. Let it sink into your heart and your mind as I read it from two different translations. Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. He gives power to the weak. And those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. That's the New King James Version. And now the Passion Translation says, He empowers, that's God, He empowers the feeble and infuses the powerless with increasing strength. Even young people faint and get exhausted. Athletic ones may stumble and fall. And that's what happens during crises. We can get start to feeling that way. Physically, mentally, emotionally, in our relationships, economically, we can feel that way. But those who wait, this is what the Bible says, those who wait upon Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. That's beyond our strength. That's supernatural strength. That's what we're needing today. That's what we need now supernatural strength. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles, run their race without growing weary and walk through life without giving up. Without giving up. Now's the time to pause and wait upon the Lord in the midst of this pandemic and national emergency and the pressures that come with it. When I wait upon the Lord, I can then be filled with thoughts of my loving Heavenly Father, my loving Heavenly Father. He loves me. 
He loves you far beyond what we love our kids, our grandkids. I want to listen to him. I want to consider his love for me, his goodness toward me, his almighty power to save and deliver me. Deliver me in my current trouble, whatever it may be, COVID-19 and or something else that's pressing in on me right now or you. As I seek him with all my heart, my hope will grow and so will my strength. Because when my hope grows, my strength will grow. It'll even, not just my spiritual strength, but that will overflow to affect my emotions, my thinking, my attitude, and even my body. As I seek him, this is what will happen. Psalm 71.5 says, For you are my only hope, Lord. You're my hope. And I've hung unto you, trusting in you all of my life. So let's, let's, let's be quieting our, ourselves during this first time of separation from other people. And let's listen to God. I can, you can be still and know that God is God. Psalm 46.10 says that to us. Being still, being quiet before him, listening to him, getting in his word, getting that word, and then meditating on that instead of lots of negative stuff. We should have at least the same amount of time in the Word and hearing to good, we can listen to audio recordings or online, we can watch video recordings. We can, there's so many opportunities. Get in the Word of God, just meditate on those scriptures. Psalm 62, one starting says this, I stand silently to listen for the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for the Lord to rescue me. For God alone has become my Savior. He alone is my safe place. Listen to this. His wrap-around presence always protects me. For he is my champion defender. There's no risk of failure with God. You know, we know that love never fails. Love does not fail. This is the Bible. This is what the Word of God says. So why would I let, why would I let worry paralyze me? Even when troubles multiply around me. And then it says, pause in his presence. Or if some translations say sila. This is the Passion Translation again that I'm reading. It goes on in verse 7. God's glory is all around me. God's glory is all around you. His, and again it says, His wrap-around presence. His wrap-around presence is all I need. For the Lord is my Savior, my hero, 
and my, listen, my life-giving strength. Join me, everyone. Verse 8. Trust only in God every moment. Tell him all your troubles and pour out your heart longings to him. Just talk to him. Talk to him. Believe me when I tell you, he will help you, says the psalmist. Pause in his presence and think about that. So what I, what I need to do, what you need to do during this time of crisis is allow the Holy Spirit within me to control me rather than my emotions. In a time of crisis, I determine, I decide that I will not be ruled by my fickle emotions and feelings that try to overwhelm and control me, but rather I will allow the Holy Spirit who dwells within me to take control. Brothers and sisters, those listening to this, I'm speaking today not only about the crises like the snow breaking through the roof of our church house a year ago, or the current virus and pandemic that's taking place. Again, I'm referring to whatever kind of adversity may have or will be slamming through into your life or mine, past, present, or future. You know, I can still be having baggage from past crises that I haven't totally cast onto the Lord yet, or I may have worry or dread about future crises that I think may be looming out there. I need to allow the Holy Spirit to be my personal guide through all of this and teach me how to get rid of it as he applies the word to my heart, whatever the crisis may be. That word crisis, in the dictionary, it says a difficult or dangerous situation that needs serious attention. The turning point for better or worse in an acute disease or fever, an attack of pain, distress, or disordered function, an emotionally significant event or radical change. I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> As I was going through the definition of a crisis, I experienced my own little crisis here. <laughs> okay, we'll continue on that definition of crisis. And uh, what we're seeing is that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to be our personal guide through adversity, through whatever crisis may come and crisis it's, as I was saying, it's a difficult, from the dictionary, it says this, that it's a difficult or dangerous situation and needs serious attention, which I just ran into. For me, it was difficult. It wasn't dangerous. <clears throat> the turning point, it was a turning point for better or worse, that at that moment was not for better. 
but it could be in an acute disease or fever too, an attack of pain, distress, or disordered function. I had some disordered function there. An emotionally significant event or radical change. It was trying to affect me emotionally, for sure. Uh, emotionally significant event or radical change of status. It changed the status of how this was going in a person's life. A midlife crisis is an example there. The decisive moment, an unstable or crucial time or state of affairs in which a decisive change is impending. The synonym would be a juncture. Well, we reached a juncture there. My storage was full. We had to figure something out, and we did. The Lord, I believe, helped us. Us, a little bit older folks aren't quite as tech savvy, so we, it isn't quite as easy as some for some of you younger ones to navigate through that, but we made it. Um, so crisis, here's a definition. The Chinese picture is a picture language, their languages. And in their picture language, it has two pictures for the word crises. One is danger and the other is opportunity. And so what we can see crisis, crises, they can be opportunities for positive change. One thing we're seeing is that like even with the live streaming we were able to do for a few weeks, we're believing we can do that and continuing on in the future. And there, you know, I believe there are a lot of things that may come from this as we learn from this uh, for going ahead, positive changes. <clears throat> but crises, they can be health crises, financial crises, relational crises, family crisis, housing crisis, or whatever. Um, but I can decide that I will not react in a way that would please my enemy Satan. I don't want to make him happy. I can act according to what I know from God's word. I can act that way. And I can act as though I really believe what the Bible says. And this will please my Heavenly Father. It will please Him because He knows that this response will be good for me. It will allow His life and love to enter into the situation. It will open the door for His joy and peace to enter. I know from His Word that God has promised to never leave me or forsake me. Do you know that too? Then together, let's act like it and talk like it. When we know the word of God and believe it, and then act and talk like it is true, we can trust our God to help us no matter what may be the trial. Collapsed roofs, pandemics, whatever. When we are trusting, we will be resting as we believe that he, our God, will ultimately work things out for our good, for good. When trials and testings come, God sees them as opportunities to prove us. Satan's desire is to use them to steal life. 
steal love, joy, and peace from us by convincing us that we have to, we have to fix things by our own abilities. The Lord sees them as occasions through which he will bring us through to the place of overcoming as we rely on his power, his power and his ability to see us through. He desires to bring us into a new place of his encouragement and victory. Even as we go through this pandemic, he wants to bring us to a new place of encouragement and victory in our lives. Our enemy, he desires to bring us into his place of discouragement and depression, defeat, and then ultimately despair. We aren't going there. You know, with the roof collapse that we saw a year ago, we stood together, we prayed together, we worked together, and we saw that God is greater. Yes, as a as a church family, we stood together and we saw the salvation of the Lord. We banded together as a congregation who received God's wisdom for many decisions, great and small. We joined together, rolled up our sleeves and put in hundreds of hours of volunteer time, which we we're delighted to find out later that the insurance company paid for all those hours. We recorded them, and um, that was a blessing. The financial giving of offerings was commendable. It was kind of symbolized with these right here. These are beads. I don't know if you remember this, but Danny, Danny Dudley, I got his picture right here. Danny, a year ago, he when he walked in and he saw the roof, he I'm not sure I got the exact words. I'm pretty close, though, I know. He said, owie, something like that, owie, to his mom. And he, that's what he felt toward the church, and he made this to help the church get better. He gave it to me. He presented it to me on a, on a Sunday. Um, hallelujah. Thank you, Danny, for being that example. But it was a sight to see how things came together and the Lord helped us in that crisis. Well, let's join together, stand together in the Lord to see what he will do in this current crisis that we have, that we face in our life today, this pandemic, but also any other one that you have right now in your life, you'll see the goodness of the Lord. Let's put our trust fully in him and be strengthened with his hope. Amen? Let's do that together. Let's pray. Lord, we, we do ask today that you would help us in this time not to be consumed by negative emotions and develop attitudes that are not helping, that aren't healthy. We pray for your protection again from around, for every individual. Jesus, you delivered us from the curse 
curse of the law, which would include this virus that we're dealing with right now, that any viruses or flus or cold or diseases, anything that's dealing and working in our emotions, in our mind, and Lord, we would determine to be in your word and to set our mind on things and meditate, even mutter on things that are from your word, that that would be more than what we're receiving of the negative from, from news items oftentimes. And so, Lord, we would stand together and seek you together, be in your word, encourage one another, receive your hope, expectation of good things that will strengthen us. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you strengthen us in our inner man every day. So we pray all these things now in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you and keep you. His grace, his favor, his presence, his wraparound presence be with you through this coming week. I will be seeing you again. We'll be making another video on Wednesday. And so um, we'll look forward to that time together as well. So God's blessings to you in the name of Jesus. Goodbye.